This is episode two of Unsolicited with George D, the safe space for uninvited personal truths and opinions. I'm your host and your crony, George D. Um, little housekeeping rules, as I said before. First and foremost, uh, this is a construction zone. In other words, we're building here, all right? Between myself and yourself and whoever's listening, watching, paying attention, whatever. All right. Secondly, as a show title insinuates, um, all the dialogue, all the discussion, it comes free. It comes free of your authorization, your approval, and your agreement. All right. Totally unsolicited. Right. Um, next up, we all need love. Not too proud to ask for mine. So, hey, listen, please share, please subscribe, and please uh, like this video, all right? Like the audio, like the video. Um, definitely show us some love. Next up, lastly, you know, I want you to go check out Unsolicited uh, with GeorgeD.com, UnsolicitedWithGeorgeD.com. There you can catch the collection of all our audio, all our everything that we have going on here. Um, you can also purchase some merchandise there. I think I got some cool stuff over there online. You know what I'm saying? Some nice stuff for women, nice stuff for guys. But anyways, definitely go support us there as well. Um, if you want to contact us, leave us a message, whatever you want to do, you can do that. That's our hub, okay? Um, hopefully you listen to episode one. If you haven't, please listen to episode one and come back to two. I kind of dropped them together. On purpose. I wanted you to know where this all started from. Now we're going to start getting into the crux of where we're going, right? Or at least part of the journey. As I said before, um, on episode one, if you didn't catch it, but hopefully I can kind of give you a little bit of rundown of what happened there. Um, I'm your crony. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people want to be leaders. But it's time that we stop letting the blind lead the blind. It's time that we just start gathering up and building our community. So this is a community, the man at work community. Um, and as your crony, we helping each other get to the next next step in our in our evolution, our growth, and more importantly, in our in our betterment as men and as individuals overall to the larger society extent. Um, I want to shout out one person real quick, Desi Banks. Um, I caught a couple of his, uh, I caught the fact that he's doing a tour and it's called the Purpose Chaser Tour. And I thought that was dope. You know what I'm saying? I mean, shout out to Meek with the Dream Chasers, but Purpose Chaser Tour was different because he's definitely great at what he does. 
And he's a funny comedian. Um, you can see it's in him. It's his spirit. And he's getting love everywhere. However, the biggest thing about what he's doing is the usage of the word purpose. And I think that's something that kind of gets lost. You know, when you're in school, they, uh, when you first started out in school, young, what do you want to be when you grow up? But no one really kind of starts telling you from an early age, all right, hey, listen, what is your purpose? Start really thinking about your purpose and understanding what that really means and how you can thrive in that. It's not that we go through all of life sometimes. We go through all this rigmarole and then we finally get to that place. We start understanding, like, this ain't even what I was built for. This ain't even what I'm about. My purpose is this, not that. But sometimes... You've been running around so much, you may not even get to that place, or you've been running around so much, by the time you recognize what it is, now you feel like it's a fork in the road. Like, do I make a right and start from the beginning, or do I make a left and just keep going down the road I've been going down and say, God, know my heart? <laughs> Whatever that may be, all right? I don't know. Nevertheless, uh, <laughs> hold on, hold on. I think my man says his best. That's not me, baby. That's not me, baby. <laughs> Shout out to Bobby. Um, nevertheless, that's what it is. So in the first episode, I kind of brought you into how, the genesis of all this, you know, saying how it came about, talked about the red, blue pill, blah, 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 and all this online chatter about masculinity and all these other things. And I don't feel like people really did their research because they would start to see that the, per the people that... The individuals or the, the, the work that created this sociosexual hierarchy, right, called alpha and beta and gamma and omega and all these different things, if they did a little bit of research, they would see how that individual based on animals, which we are not, right, um, we're much more complex and um, it's hard to put us in one box, an individual, let, let alone a man into one box, so that automatically breaks that norm or breaks that idea that it is scientific. And a lot of people say alpha, beta, like it's scientific and it affects our relationships. You go on the first episode to kind of understand what my position and how we get here. So one of the things that I wanted to tackle on this episode and you be personal with it as well is to identify with the term fear. As a man, and there's men probably listening right now, watching right now, and they might be caught up in these, the, the, what I just mentioned, this, this sociosexual hierarchy. I'm a man, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a alpha man. I'm a this man, and blah, blah, blah. And when they hear the term fear, it almost like, instantaneously actualizes them. Like they literally lock into whatever stereotype or whatever idea they have of the term, right? But I'm going to say, what is fear? All right, let's start there. So, you know, if you don't know anything about me, one thing you're going to definitely learn is that I definitely do my research and I, or at least I try to. And I'm kind of, I try to get matter of fact. I don't really try to be too opinionated too much until I tell you I'm really just talking about me. But for the most part, what is fear? So I went into it, right? I looked into it. So like, ah, what, it, what, it, what it really is fear, right? And this is what I discovered. It is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, 
and likely to cause pain or a threat. Okay, let me say that again. Fear is defined, right? An unpleasant emotion caused by the belief. So you feel something, all right, an emotion, and you believe something based on what you feel. And what you believe is someone or something is dangerous and likely to either be a threat or cause you pain. That's fear. Someone or something, what you believe and what you feel. So i go a little bit further. What's emotions? Because a lot of times we say this term, emotion. You're being emotional. Dudes will say it to the girl, she's just being emotional. Or people are dudes, you know, they'll say simping or uh, emotional. What is it? What are emotions? Again, down the same path. A natural, instinctive state of mind and feeling deriving, coming from uh, one's circumstances, their mood, or relationships with others. All right, so based on your circumstance, based on your mood, however you feel, uh, or based on your relationship, right, it'll cause you to feel something kind of natural, instinctive, something you can't necessarily control. It's kind of like innate. It's kind of like inbred in you. You'll either feel something or you'll behave a way based on, again, a circumstance, a mood, a feeling, what type of energy you got right now, and or your relationship with one or more people. All right. That's fear, understanding emotions. Me being me, I say, all right, let me go one step further. What's the Bible say? Now, I know people are into the Bible. The Bible's a myth. The Bible's this. Da, 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 da. I just said, let me just see what the good books say. Being objective here. Read a bunch of different scriptures. We're talking Deuteronomy 31.6. We're talking Psalms uh, 56.3.4. We're talking uh, Isaiah 41.13, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You go down the line. Read like 25, 26. I don't know. I don't A number of them. And this is what they all boil down to when the Bible references talk about fear. So what causes fear? It's normally based on a feeling of loneliness a feeling of shame, a feeling of discomfort, a feeling of uh, a lack of trust whenever you feel unsupported, unsafe, weak, stressed, lack of confidence. These are all the different things. Like when you read all these scriptures, this is like all bottom lined into like the fear that one has typically arises in this state of vulnerability. You feel vulnerable when you're lonely by yourself. Imagine yourself in the wilderness. You're hearing hoos and howls and growls, you know, growls from tigers, whatever you are, right? That could probably shake you up unless you're like comfortable in that environment, right? But for the most part, lonely by yourself, right? Unsupported, right? You can tag that along with that. You know, shame, people do things all the time and they fear shame um, and fear comes from that. Just based off shame and embarrassment, I know that shit personally. Um, 
Lack of trust. When you don't trust someone, something, your surroundings, man, the fear could just set in. So I get into this idea and I'm like, is that a man thing or a woman thing? Was that just a person thing? Like, Nick, you can't be that strong all the time. Or is somebody, like, are you just that strong? You feel no fear. Like, fear has to have a pro and a con, right? It has to be a good sense of fear. Like, sometimes fear keeps you sharp. Fear isn't always a sign of weakness. It can just be a sign of awareness, which is a pro. Sometimes you got to know where your strengths and your weaknesses are. You could be strong, but not fast or quick. What if you're a big brute ass dude? You ain't, them niggas ain't never really been the fastest dudes on the, on the planet. You can't run from nothing. You just big and strong. You need to tackle something, you know what I'm saying? But you're not necessarily the dude that's going to outrun something. Somebody might be scrawny and fast. So they're afraid of maybe something grabbing hold on to them. It's not a masculine or feminine trait. Fear is a fear thing. And when I'm going through the Bible, I mean, the greatest of men had fear in them or experienced fear at different points in time based on the, the season or based on the reason or whatever the case may be, right? So it brings me back to this whole notion, you know what I'm saying, kept me all these constructs that we're dealing with, alpha, beta, mega, omega, gamma, all these different things, right? But that was affecting me in terms of creating this pot, this show called Unsolicited. The fear of not feeling like I was or not thinking for a moment that I was qualified enough to, uh, to speak on things, to have an opinion on something. Right? To bring it to you in a way that I'm like, let's make it palatable. Let's grow from this. How do we do this? Right? Seeing fear literally stifle me. This is seven months in the making. This literally should have launched five, six months ago. Right? But going through life. I heard a quote, uh, I'm going to quote one of my mans right here, my man's older brother, he said this to me years ago. He said to me, you know, gee, hey, life happens when you're planning, right? And the one thing I realized in life is that, and probably maybe since he said it, that every time I'm planning something, life is fucking happening. Excuse my language. But life is happening. A lot of life is happening, you know, to the point that I can't get to the next, you know, place or whatever the case may be. I'm going through so much. You know what I'm saying? Like real talk. Let me pause for a second. Make a long story short. Encountered a situation whereby, you know, fear kept me from um, producing this show. Um, 
once you go public, once you put anything on the internet, you're going to feel like, oh, it's out there for the ethos. You're there for the taking. People want to tear you down. You can have the best of intentions, but, you know, not everyone's going to feel that way. Um, people are out for the slaughter. They're out for the kill. So what does that do for you? What does that look like for you? How do you manage that? How do you broker that? I remember having a contact uh, conversation with my, my best man, Tone. It was like, dog, I felt gripping fear, gripping fear that kept me from doing this. And then literally this evening, I, uh, I talked to an in- individual that I fuck with really, really hard. Um, a guy who's been super supportive, a guy who I don't have the personal relationship with, but enough of it, but through indirectly through somebody else that he reached out to me, he was like, he just sent me these like super inspirational text messages like, yo, da 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 But in those messages, what I, what I was get from it is the fact that like sometimes people see you in a way you don't see yourself. But more importantly, that whenever fear hits your doorstep, that it's the time to walk through that, open that door and walk through that, right? So there's a bunch of men out here who fear being themselves, their true, authentic selves. Now I have a theory or ideology on that, right? Like, especially if you're in a relationship. And I'll say that very quickly. Sometimes your most truest and most authentic self is not necessarily the best thing for the relationship that you're in, the relationship you chose to be in. And you have to manage that based on the fact that you're merging two individuals. And if everybody just stick to who they think they really are, sometimes we don't get nowhere. Like the once you get into a relationship, like the purpose of that relationship, the goal of those relation that relationship is greater than the sum of one person. So it's the sum of both. So some people have to defer and bend and break. However you got to bend and meld and merge to make the relationship greater, more fruitful than anything in the world is the best thing, right? But nevertheless, the point that I'm bringing to the, to, to the table right now is just the fact that um, fear is an inevitable thing. We are going to experience it in this world. Um, and as a man... We've been tricked into believing that fear is a sign of weakness um, and that the alpha male, like they look at that as they look at the, the, the socioeconomic, the sociosexual hierarchy that everyone is basing their manhood on, that, that sigma, that, that alpha, these are the, the guys who feel no fear. They approach it with brawn and strength and all this. Listen, man, they got something they all get scared of too. You know what I'm saying? They just respond to a way that make it look like they're not afraid, but they're afraid. They're, 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 their response to it is different or it looks a certain way, but it, it's the same feeling that's in, right? So it's like saying like, you know, everybody watch Power, right? The dude, uh, what's Monet's husband? Uh, uh, Tahada, I can't remember his name right now, but... You know, one of his, as strong as he was, as brawny as he was, as masculine as he was, the thing that would make him feel the most fear was anything that would happen to his kids or his wife, his family. Now, we, we don't understand, we, we, because it's his family, we don't even look at his fear. We just say, oh, he's being a real man. But no, it's fear, no less. It's fear, no less. And is a positive to fear. If you feel fear and you respond to it head on, that is the thing that we all must do. Not cower to it, but approach it head on, right? And sometimes it takes practice. 
Some of us can do it instinctively. That's our natural reaction. We are cool with the aggression. We are cool with that conflict. Some of us, you know, it's a learned behavior, something that we have to learn to do. But I believe those same individuals that felt that way, they might have had to learn to deal with it at an earlier point in their lives, or maybe their circumstances allowed it so that they didn't have no choice. So they become comfortable and accustomed to it from a very early point in their lives. The point of emphasis being they responded in a way, right? And as men, we have to understand that, like, it's okay to feel fear. It keeps you sharp. It keeps you aware. But it's about how you choose to respond to it. And you may not respond to it perfectly right away, right? However, the goal is to get to a place where you take the chances necessary to approach the fear um, in a way that you seek to remediate it. Not hoping and wishing that it goes away. That is the ultimate goal. That is the ultimate thing, right? And don't allow that to judge, don't, don't judge yourself according to your ability to meet that fear at it. Because we all got giants in our lives. We all got giants. It's those who plan and prepare for the giant that are more likely to be able to stand up and address their giant. Those of us that try to pretend that the, the giant doesn't exist are those that typically don't respond the way in which we would or others may want us to respond when we confront our giants. So the goal is to just plan and prepare better, right? Plan and prepare better for the giants that you know exist based on your own assessment of yourself, based on your own strengths and weaknesses. And utilize your resources around you. You know what I'm saying? And list new resources if you have to. Seek them out to get to that place. But that's what it really is. Like, I felt great insurmountable fear. So to be here right now in front of you right now is really, really amazing. Like, I feel very successful right now. <laughs> Maybe just me by myself, right? But for me, it was that. And it wasn't because I'm afraid to be in front of this mic. I ain't afraid to be in front of these cameras, be around these lights. Ain't afraid to hear my voice being heard. Ain't afraid of my, my, my visage being seen. Ain't got nothing to do with none of that. It has everything to do with the fact that what I feel inspired to do, right, and to speak on and to address, sometimes you feel like you want to be the most qualified person in the room. And the perfectionist mind state that I could have sometimes made me feel maybe underqualified, and then I realized something that I always thought, right, especially when it comes to, like, public office, I always feel like this. Like, the people who are in public office, let me say this. You shouldn't be in public office unless you're really a civil servant. I think the people who aspire for power shouldn't be in power, right? People might look at that as ambitious and leaders. Nah, I don't look at it like that, right? I think people who naturally abhor naturally just want to do the work, want to assist, want to help, should be in civil-like positions, right? Now I don't want to get too political on here because a lot of the, you know, it is what it is, but that's just my stance on it. I don't understand how people who run for public office are not the most public, they're not public, they're not the most um, charitable individuals in the world, but they run for public office. That, that, it just seems like a disconnect right there. Like, you don't do things for charity. You're not a 
You don't give of yourself. You don't give of your time, your money, whatever. You don't do that for real when no one's watching, but yet you say, I'm a public servant. I don't really think that works that way. That's just me. That's just me. It's a standard that may not exist right now. Maybe never has existed for real, for real. They do stuff for optics. I don't know. Not getting into that. However, the point of emphasis is fear. Fear kept me from making unsolicited a real thing for a very, very long time. So I thank everyone who's tuning in now, everyone who's going to tune in later. And I, this is my message to anyone who ever feels fear. Understand that it's a normal thing. It's not a knock on you in any kind of way, right? The question is, how do you choose to respond? Now, later, whatever the case may be, how do you choose to ultimately respond to the fear in which you feel? And do you understand where that fear is the source from? As I just illuminated earlier, just biblically, we're not even talking, you know, outside of that. Just biblically, biblically, right? Whether you want to believe in the Bible or not, but just look at it from what it is. Like people felt it based on loneliness, uh, lack of support, uh, discomfort, um, uh, lack of trust, feeling unsafe, weak, stressed, like I don't even think you got to be a religious or a spiritual person just to even understand that. Like, shit, stress is stress. You know what I'm saying? Feeling unconfident in your ability or in, you know, in your position is, is a normal thing. That's just normal humanistic behaviors. It's normal humanistic things that cause us to feel fear, right? And the issue is not about us feeling fear. It's like almost like an inevitable thing, right? It's about how you respond to it ultimately, how do you choose to respond to it? How do you ultimately respond to it? But do you understand where it comes from? And do you look at it as a knock on you as an individual, as a being? And that's the major, major point. So hopefully you don't. Hopefully you don't. So, again, just wanted to bring that out to all my men at work. That's the new homework. Understand why you feel fear about the things you are fearful for. And don't look at it as a knock on your manhood or, or your masculinity because you feel fear. Turn your, if you look at it as a negative, a negative, turn into a positive. Look at it for what it actually is. The fact that now you are aware, you are aware of something. Now understand the root of that awareness so that you can become sharper and you can attack things and you can, you can start to plan and prepare so that you can address it accordingly. All right. That's what we all doing out here. You know what I'm saying? But don't allow that fear, your, your lack of brawn or whatever. Everybody got their strengths and weaknesses. You know what I'm saying? When you recognize yours, just be self-aware enough to make the necessary changes. Right. But plan and prepare for it. It's not an overnight thing. Right. However you got this, however you got there, wherever you are, there's wherever you are there. Now do something positive to get you to a place where you can address and, and remove the fear. For my spiritual beings, you know that God never gave you a spirit of fear. So we'll leave it at that. In closing, hey, any topics, any questions, any comments, any suggestions, any feedback, send me an email, unsolicitedwithg at gmail.com. Remember, spell unsolicited with S-O-U-L, all right? S-O-U-L-C-I-T-E-D with G, unsolicitedwithg at gmail.com. Check me out on Instagram right now. That's the only social media platform I'm going to be on outside of YouTube. Um, you can check me out there, Unsolicited with George D, at Unsolicited with George D. Um, and again, until the next time, it starts and ends with you. It starts and ends with you. So 
trust in him, forgive them and yourself, and live an unsolicited life. With that being said, I appreciate you all. Take it easy. For sure. Rock, 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 rock,